You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me is my co-host, Lacia Finley. Happy Monday. And joining us today in the Palace of Megapixels is a fellow content creator who has recently been hard at work with a slew of gaming videos on his YouTube channel. He has also contributed his musical talents to episodes of my YouTube sitcom, Man Cave, and even co-wrote an episode as well. He's a dear friend of mine. Happy to have him here with us. Please welcome Joe Hova. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing this welcome. morning? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm making it. Like uh, I uh, had a little party of, of one last night. Got a little hammered, so I had to set an alarm to get up. But everything's good. <laughs> <laughs> Always good partying, man. So nice. for everyone listening out there who is unfamiliar with you, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, I uh, I play video games. That's what it really comes down to. So I have a full-time job. Nice. I, I come home and I play video games. So I, I figured if I'm going to be doing this every day, which I do, I might as well record it and see if anybody likes it. So that's it. I've been recording music for quite a while and, uh, yeah, just living life and uh, letting people see through my window. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you said, as you, you kind of mentioned, you primarily used to produce music. Correct. I mean, that, that used to be your sole focus. Oh, yeah. You know, we all have dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and that was uh, that was mine. And it's you know, I still is. I still like to uh, create music. I, I look at uh, art as like I said, it's a window on the world that I see through. And if I can let other people see through that window, then maybe they can see from my point of view. And so music is the main way that I've always done that. But uh, I'm finding video games can do that as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was there anything beyond the fact that you were just playing them that shifted your focus into video games? I think it was just, you know, I'm old enough to have seen the whole video game thing happen on YouTube, and I have this powerful laziness that really ties me to the wall. And uh, and I just finally said, you know, to hell with this. Let's Let's just record it. I have the skills. I know how to do it. Why am I not doing this? Um, you know, I have a personality. It's not, you know, I'm not a moth on the wall. So let's just do it and see what happens. And so, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, absolutely. I'm already playing. Why not record them? So I, I just, I'm lazy. That's what it comes down to. I got to be less lazy. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you have a sp- creative genius? I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, do you have a specific genre or style of game that you prefer to make videos with? Or is it more with what the game can provide as far as content? Yeah, you know, I'm still, I'm new, so I'm learning. You know, you're never good at anything the first time you try it, no matter how big of a megalomaniac you are. But I, I, you know, so it's taken me a while. I I never wanted to be, uh, like, overly fake. I want to be as genuine as possible 
but nobody wants genuine. So I'm kind of coming around learning that I got to create a character, and and I I really resist that because the artist in me, even he's a terrible artist, he's still an artist, and and it says no, resist that, be be real, be genuine, be what you are. But I I'm coming to realize that nobody it, it's a cult of personality right like the whole world when i when i if i'm into sailing and i'm watching sailing videos it's not because i'm into the sailor it's because i want to live his life and so nobody wants to live my life <laughs> you know i so i can't really sell that so it's like yeah. it, and and if if you start thinking about it like a business and going down that road i mean again it's the lazy part of me right i know how that all works I know how marketing works. I know how branding works. And I'm just so resistive to it. And so at, at some point, you just got to tell yourself, look, are you going to be an artist or are you going to be successful? <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> you <know>? absolutely. <clears throat> so I don't know. I'm still on the fence. Do, do you stream at all or are you just primarily stuck to, to making videos? Well, you know, I have. I do streaming occasionally. Usually what, when I'll stream is when I'm just I'm ready to go on a four-hour bender. So I'll open mm -hmm. up the jack and throw on the stream, and we'll just play, and um, and that's fun. The problem with me is with streaming is you have to have a schedule. I mean, Lacey, you know what I'm talking about, right? You have to have oh, yeah. a schedule. Yeah, yeah. And again, that lazy part of me is just like, you know, screw this. I don't, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> and uh, well, you could do like a bonus thing. I mean, even Markiplier, right, doesn't have a set live streaming schedule. So. Yeah, I guess uh, you know, and and when you get to his level i don't think you have to three in the morning oh, yeah no. three in the morning he gets up and starts streaming 10 million show exactly up, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah so i'm like i said still learning i do like to stream i'm really i'm on twitch uh right now but i'm kind of you know half foot in really i want to check out mixer mm -hmm. too i really don't know a lot about that yet but uh i've heard a lot of good things i enjoy it i can i can say that much so yeah is it easier to get um what do they call it when you're kind of teamed up or uh, what do they call it on twitch or or, or on mixer like what? when you're what uh like yeah, partners? there you go partner uh, well i don't know if it's easier i mean it might i think optics wise look that way because it's catered towards the, the the platform right and it understands that it is much smaller and that it can't require of people to have 500 people concurrently in chat um because they understand that there's millions millions more on twitch than there are, is on mixer so um it's a little strange they do right now based on follower count and quality of the stream so once you've hit like 2,000 followers so long as they feel like your audio quality is good your video quality is good um, and you're playing ball by their terms of service usually that's when you can get in I think it's like a person-by-person -person basis which I'm not opposed to honestly. yeah I think that's a great idea you know yeah so well the I think they like to look at people bringing uh, unique content to the platform as well because as you know it's mostly focused on like first-person shooters right now um, but they, I think, are trying to get more variety over there. Yeah, and the question you had before, like, what kind of games do I play? That's where I struggle too, because I'm not a, I'm not a first-person shooter guy anymore. No, I'm oh, I'm not yeah. either. And that, no, that's a sport, a really, right? You know, you get in there, you're a competitive athlete. As something. I mean, colleges are now offering that as scholarships, right? <laughs> I mean, a few colleges are, yeah, for esports yeah. tournaments and the like. Yeah, so I'm a city builder. You know, I'm a city builder strategy, survival strategy kind of person. Hey, there's a market for it. Yeah, those mm -hmm. are the kind of games I like. For yeah, now. We actually uh, I know a streamer who essentially that's her streams is city building mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So she, and she does Done really well at it. massive, massive numbers with that. 
So one thing I also like to ask our guests when they come on is about their handle that they go by. And yours is fairly unique. Some may say controversial. I, I would <laughs> not say as, as I, it doesn't bother me. Um, but I guess, was there a significance in choosing that name or was it just like, eh, it sounds pretty good? Well, it's funny. It, it really depends on how far you want to go into this. So I'm, I'm old and uh, <clears throat> I came up with that actually with a friend. It was a conversation I had with a friend in 1995. And, um, you know, the purpose of it when I was a younger man was to uh, piss off people. I mean, it, that was it. That was like, you know, <clears throat> F you. And I've grown up. And that's not my thing now, but I've had this this handle or this pseudonym for so long. <clears throat> it's it's kind of my brand. It's hard to give it up. But the um, the idea behind it, honestly, was to get people to ask questions, right? Because if if we're if you're asking me a question, we're having a conversation. There's a lot of people in this world that are just going to see a book <clears throat> cover and say, "Nope, that book's not for me," and that's fine too. What what I did learn a long time ago was you cannot please everyone right i'm not coca-cola i'm not mm -hmm. trying to yeah, yeah. Never. you have to pick an audience and so the disenfranchised people on the outside <clears throat> that have been either abused or neglected by organized religion uh, may see that and as a light in a dark tunnel right and then other people are going to say well i know who you are just based on the skull with the horn <laughs> and uh, and the name yeah. jehovah right um but it, for me, it's it's a conversation starter. But uh, funny story, my ba uh, my wife blocked me on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she won't have it. Excellent. <laughs> Which some ah, still to this day you say, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, fair enough, you know. But I mean, I, I do like that conversation starter. You know, not a lot of people do that, and that's a smart way to to look at it. So that's a good approach. Well, we'll mm -hmm. see. I mean, it's <clears throat> it's one of those things where I just I'm I'm on the fence about it because you know, I have a real job and a real life outside of gaming and I want to be as real and genuine like I said before in my gaming, but in the modern world you can't do that. You just can't because listen, I've never been able to be myself ever. Like that's mm -hmm. frowned upon, you know, like when I share my personal views, people look at me like I'm nuts. And that's why I know I'm an artist, because uh, I don't think like other people. <laughs> and so right. I got to yeah. be careful. You know, the pseudonym offers a, a layer of protection as well. You know, if I if I slip up and say something stupid as a joke and people don't take it as a joke, I don't need that following me into my everyday life. Fair enough. That's fair. Mm -hmm. So the final question I have for you is uh, what have you been playing Game wise, well, I, you know, I'm I'm on this fence where I want to play as much as possible, but I I don't want to spend a small fortune either. The cha channel really started in earnest um, this January. I started playing a game called War of Rights. <clears throat> so I said I'm not a first person shooter. Well, War of Rights is technically a first person shooter, but it is a team based first person shooter, and they reward you for team play and they actually you know you get penalized if you go off on your own so i really like that <clears throat> interesting yeah it was really cool and you know i've always played like i said survival and uh team build or uh city builders so you know right now i'm doing a lot of uh, video on space engineers which is really awesome and i ran into this game 
called Ostriv. Um, it's a city builder based in the 1700s. This one person in Ukraine is making this game, and it's fantastic. I mean, I've played Banished, and I've played um, you know those type of games, and those are studio games, and they're not as good. I mean, they're just they're just not as good as Ostriv. And so I've done two series of Ostriv. It's it's still an alpha. It's like the second update. It's just a phenomenal game, and I'm getting some good traction there. But I mean, I'm I'm small potatoes, man. If I get, I'm averaging like 20 hits on a video. You know what I mean? So. Right. The, this one, I did a drill last week in War of Rights where I was invited by the European community. Uh, you know, everybody from uh, Germany, Czechoslovakia, Middle Europe, those guys. And um, they were having a drill, and they invited me to film it. The War of Rights has this great uh, cinematic camera mode, the spectator mode, where you can fly around and, and basically record the coolest Civil War movie you've ever seen. It's fantastic. And so that's what I do. Nice. Yeah, I, I haven't even actually shot a rifle in that game in months. It's just <clears throat> I just get in with the camera and float around and, and get, you know, great angles. And it's a lot of fun. Like yeah, a documentarian. Like a... <laughs> yeah, and I and I do commentary. Right? So like it's been like a I do it like a football game. So you get in there like, oh the Yankees are running up the line. Here come the Confederates. What are we gonna have? You know. <laughs> awesome. That's excellent. So what about you, Lace? What have you been playing? Well, I hadn't played a lot. As you might know, I was out of town for about mm-hmm. three days this week. So um uh, but before I left, and this actually might be a game that uh, you would be interested in, uh, Joe, since you were just talking about how you like city builders and sim g- type games like that. Um, I, I was provided a code for a game called Overcrowd, a commute em up. Um, I had been in talks with this developer, I don't know, about six, eight months ago, I found this game and I was like, please keep me in the loop. You know, this looks cool. Um, and actually offered me a, cl- uh, a code along with him announcing that it was coming into early access, which was not what I was expecting. Um, and it is, uh, it's called Overcrowd, a commute up which it's a, a tactical management sim, which is set in like a, a metro station. And what I'm assuming is like a, a London town, but I think it's called like Lubden or something like that. Um, so it's like kind of like a base building, real time strategy puzzle kind of thing. It's really, it's more addicting than I anticipated it to be. I think I, I've only gotten to play it for about three hours. Um, but they kind of give you a a blank map, which has, well, I shouldn't say blank. There's some structure to it, like floor, and then you can eventually build around it, but you're basically trying to build up a functioning subway system and, um, got to determine where you want the direction of, uh, traffic to flow for the people coming in and out of the turnstiles or where the exit is, how much you charge for tickets, eventually getting upgrades to how many actual trains can be on each individual train. So how many people you can take managing the people that you hire to clean up your trash, keep the traffic flowing. Um, when people start getting mugged, it's hilarious. Like you'll just hear like, ah! and you'll look over and there's just some dude laying on the ground. So now I need to get a medical center, you know, put in there so we can wake these people up. Cause now it's scaring all the other things. And there's just like, I haven't played it long enough to find all that, genuinely just I don't know I don't even know if I want to call it an easter egg you know but just like the way it reacts to things it's hard Hmm. I wasn't expecting it to be as hard as it was um and I'm and I'm not saying that 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 in a I'm complaining about it way genuinely 
there is a strategy to it and I haven't honed in on it quite yet. Right. Uh, but it's made by two people. Um, you know, they, I, I think it took like four years is what he said for them to create it. Um, his wife drew all of the animations on it and, you know, he did the coding and things like that. And, uh, yeah, it just came out, I think June 6th into early access. It's, I'm surprised at how addicted I, I became to this little game. So I think it's well done. I think it's only like 17 bucks right now for early access. It's got five different maps. I made it out of one map. And the second one, I've just failed, 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 <laughs> failed, failed. So I went back to the first map because you get like a star allocation system to it. So it's like for that first map, you only need like two stars to be able to hit your mark with what it tells you you need to build this, this, or this, or this is like your objectives for that particular map. Um, so I decided maybe it was best for me just to go back to that first map and try to five-star it to really try to understand maybe what the strategy is behind it. But then you go to the next map and you might have two tracks, but no way of getting people on and off both sides. So you can still only run one train till you get enough money to like build the floor to maybe burrow underground to have people like going up and down stairs to keep the flow of it all going. Um yeah, so if you're into like little city builder strategy games like this, definitely give this one a look. It's 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 cute, and I'm looking forward to playing it a little bit. That more. That does sound fun. <clears throat> I played um, Airport CEO, which sounds familiar. It, mm-hmm. Airport CEO is like a top down. Is this one top down, or is it more? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and then you just kind of use the mouse to like scroll around, um, or you can do a uh, put it on the edges of the monitor, right. and it'll move it around faster, kind of like a, a regular Sims game, I guess, and drag around to uh... – you can't move the positioning of it, but you can go, like, up and down. Yeah, it, it's basically like a, a table, and you have a camera, and you can just kind of scroll around and see different parts. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, those mm-hmm. games are funny because, like, when I got Airport CEO, I thought, uh, you know, I, I like these – this is going to be lame. I'm not going to enjoy it, but I'm going to play it, you know, give it a shot to see. Because I, I just want to see where the games are going. And then seven hours later, <laughs> you're like, I haven't eaten. Right? <laughs> because they right? are. They're awesome. I couldn't believe I got so addicted to it. But and then I just got frustrated because I kept like, not like frustrated, but the, the second map, I'm like, good God. Like, it's just my people start getting unhappy because you also have to pay attention to, like, how happy your workers are. Have you overworked them? Have you given them enough rest time? And then there's a a time cycle for the day. So as soon as the night, everybody filters out. And that's kind of my only time to get caught up on cleaning all of my trash bins, filling gas in my generators to keep it going. Because, yeah, that's how we're starting on this. It's generators. And... uh, cleaning up the floor and making sure that there's enough trains going and it's it becomes quite a lot so I'm hoping I can five star the first one to completely understand what order I need to be buying things in because I can't hire that many people (laughs) and they can only have one task at a time right now like I can see above them there's four different boxes but three are locked So they'll eventually get some XP and level up and you can make them move faster, be more aware, have a a wider range of awareness so they can kind of auto do what you assign them to do. Or if something breaks, you have to assign them that role to go uh, fix it. So, yeah, there's a lot of little micromanaging. And I'm, I'm assuming once you get to a certain point, you can build rooms to where it'll auto do that for you. Because even at this point in time, I have to click on the train to make it come on time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just do it on its own. And I did see that there's an upgrade for that. But do I want to spend the money on that yet? Or do I need to make more flooring to get more people in there so they stop getting pissy that there's so many of them on the side and only eight people can get on the train right now? Because I couldn't afford another 
caboose to the train. Yeah. You know, oh, so yeah. I'm like, and the, so yeah, there's it's definitely a tactical strategy there and I, I haven't completely tapped into it yet, but I'm, I think I can get it. This is funny. I'll have to, I'll check that out. I'll have to get on your channel and check that out because that does sound like a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to play it today. I think I'm going to play it today because I did tell them, I was like, yeah, I'll show this off. This should be, this should be interesting. Isn't that the, the curse of the creator, right? It's like, I want to watch your channel. I'm going to record today too. So like, we're both busy <laughs> doing our own thing. <laughs> we're going uh, to get this done, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I, I kind of ruin games for myself, I found out, because what I end up doing, um, I do some coding, right? And so I program, and I, I'm just too lazy to make a game. I mean, this is a this is a theme. But basically, when I play a game like that, I immediately click into the mode of, all right, what does what does this creator want me to do? What, what mm -hmm. is the code? What did the developing team... <laughs> what, what is the code? Because as, as yeah. soon as you can find the algorithm, then you're done. And it's really that simple. And I try to tell myself, okay, find the way to make, like in those kind of games, find the way to make mm -hmm. money. And, and once yeah. I can find the way to make money, I can roll a bankroll, <laughs> and then I can sandbox it. And, and uh, I, I keep telling myself that, okay, once I get the money, I'm going to be able to do everything and just enjoy it when actually the way you're doing it is better. Just kind of just going through it and trying to do the the 10,000 foot you know let let's play the game as the game should be played rather than let's tear it apart dissect it and figure out the code right and that's where right. I, I screw myself a lot doing that dang it too much knowledge ignorance is bliss and i the older i get the more i realize the weight behind that saying well it's not ignorance mm -hmm. as much as just like because by no means am i a, a great coder it's just like um like I wouldn't describe myself as good at it, but I know about it, right? Like so, right. if I didn't, so it's always just kind of there in the back of your mind. Yeah, if I'd have never experienced alcohol for the first time, I wouldn't know how <laughs> the awesome it is. Things I could have done with my life, <laughs> but man, it got too fun. Mm -hmm. Well, Stephen, what have you been playing? Well, I feel I like I feel like you always have a nice 3 to 4 games that you I do, but I, I also feel like that I haven't really been playing that much. Uh, like when I think about how much I've been playing throughout the week, it just feels like it's been kind of bare minimum, but I know I've played some games, so it must have been like last weekend. Um mm -hmm. played a little bit more of Castlevania 2, just trying to get through it, and it <sighs> Look, as I kind of mentioned last week, <laughs> these games were not designed to be hard they are just designed hard because of the programming because i got on this one part last night and started cussing at my tv because it's having to jump these little blocks okay and for whatever reason if you jump either you don't hold your button right or you jump at the wrong angle or whatever the character jumps very lightly and then doesn't make it to the other side. So I was constantly dying, and I was like, this is bullshit. Okay, I'm trying to get... I'm jumping. I know I'm jumping. And then next thing I know, he's jumping way up here and making it to the other side. And it's like, so why couldn't you do that two seconds ago when I was pressing the button the same way? So I was getting really upset. So I feel like I'm going to have this fight with Castlevania for a while yeah. until I get through some of those games. Because I don't want to be discouraged by it, you know? Because I've never really played through this particular one is this so old school castlevania it. like nintendo yeah, castlevania this is, yeah this i remember is, uh, that game. they he, like found some bundle yeah that, yeah they have a an anniversary collection out now with all the old games on it i was just gonna say i have a, a, a sega genesis emulator 
that does mm-hmm. kind of the same thing. So I play a lot of Sega games as well. One thing that I that I found is that you remember now we're not playing with a controller like we used to have. So those games were designed on that controller, right? So when I'm playing the old Nintendo controller, my hands and the buttons are going to interact differently than they do today. And so that's Mm -hmm. where a lot of that frustration is coming from, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's one of the biggest issues. And the here. fact that we just didn't know better. Yeah. Back then, <laughs> you know, this is just how they were designed, and we were like, "This is just how games are." I guess I'll never beat it. That's fine. <laughs> you had to make peace with the fact that some games you were just never going to get through, unless you had a bunch of money to call that nine hundred number for hints. Well, that's that's one of the frustrations I have with this is because I don't feel like they did anything beyond just porting the games over, because. One, you have no button mapping. So essentially my attack button is my X button, which should be my jump button, you know, up here. That's mm-hmm. what I'm wanting to do. So I always have to kind of, when I jump back into it, I have to remind myself, this is jump, this is attack, this is jump, this is attack. And then I have to get into that rhythm to do it. Yeah. So there's that. Plus the game still has glitches in it. You know, like when I was playing the first one. The game well, they for, wanted it to be authentic. Well, uh, Come on clearly, now, man. Because it locked up on me during the Dracula match, and I'm like, are you shitting me? Now, it wasn't the actual game itself, like, as a whole. It was just mm-hmm. the internal game. So I'm sitting there fighting, and all of a sudden it freezes up, and I'm like, what the hell is this? And then I could still reload the game and go back in hopes that it wouldn't happen again, which it didn't, luckily. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, are you kidding me? They Still a glitch in here? And then... Funny enough, in Castlevania 2, there's uh, spelling errors that they refuse to even correct because in the game you have to collect body parts of Dracula. And then that I guess you mm-hmm. take that and then eventually you go into the final battle or whatever. But when you collect one of his body parts, it will say, now you process whatever that is, as opposed to possess, but it's oh, process. Okay. And I was like, yeah. all right then. But they just, you know, ah, screw spelling. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I probably I pl- never noticed as a kid. And, and spell, yeah, and, and probably not. You know, that's kind of spelling's only been around for a couple hundred years, right? It's all phonetic anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but uh, outside of that. Your uh, localization person was. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I played uh, a little bit more Spyro 2, which was funny because I felt like I had to relearn how to play that game since I hadn't play- picked it up After for a while. After just pitting, yeah. jump, and attack. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of got back into that for a little bit just to kind of change things up when I was getting frustrated with Castlevania. But mainly, I, I'm kind of going back to that mobile game that I was telling you about last week, the Godzilla Defense Force. I don't know why I'm so hung up on this game. All it is it's... is just tapping a screen, but it sucked me in. And it what it's what sucked me in is the Godzilla aspect of it. If it was any other game, I wouldn't be playing it. I wouldn't have been playing sure. it for this long. But they have the authentic roars. They have the authentic character designs. And when you look at them and you hear it and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, Godzilla. <laughs> I just want to keep tapping. Get it. So, and despite losing numerous times on my base, trying to build it up and having to earn the money, Mm -hmm. I still go back in. I'm like, no, I'm going to beat this son of a bitch. So I'll just (laughs) go back in and I'm like, got you now. So it's, it's, that's what I've really spent a lot of my time because my phone is there and I just pick it up and just go tap, 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 tap. So it's easy to get, get into that. So I, I just go to imager. (laughs) <laughs> same thing right right 
So guys, let's talk about some news because we, we have a little bit of news and I'll be honest with you, uh, a lot of the news that we're probably going to talk about will be later in the show when we're talking about E3 because that's what most of it has been. And some so, of you probably will have already heard more in depth about it by the mm-hmm. time this podcast comes out. So. Yeah. So we'll, we'll kick things off with something that was pre-E3, but kind of feel like it should have been an E3 presentation. But, you know, again, we'll talk about that later. Uh, we Google, love to do leaks these days. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't even get me started. That's a, that's a topic yep. for later. Uh, Google presented new details about the upcoming Stadia platform during its first connect presentation which is something mm-hmm. akin to i guess nintendo directs and playstation state of plays uh despite not having a specific release date we do know that it will launch in 14 different countries in november and it will launch at a base price of about 9.99 a month which mm-hmm. isn't bad i guess yeah it doesn't sound unreasonable however this is called the pro tier there will be an additional base tier that will be available sometime next year for free, but without perks. So right. such perks would be uh, the ability to have 4K resolution, exclusive discounts, and then free games. So this will act as kind of an Xbox Game Pass-esque sure. tier. So equal to the 999 that they're charging, so it sounds about right. Um, the pro tier is also being offered in a package known as the Founders Edition that will cost $129.99 up front, but mm-hmm. this package will get you a Stadia controller, three months of the pro tier, a Founders badge, a buddy pass, a copy of Destiny 2, and more. Now, while we're on the subject of Destiny 2, uh, even though... It kind of seems like it's being touted as like a flagship for Stadia, which is really odd considering it's an old yeah. title. <laughs> they do seem to be putting it into the forefront. Well, isn't like, there like some DLC, I guess, coming? Maybe they get it first. I don't know. Well, to to that effect, it's going through major changes of its own in the game. Uh, it's going to go free to play, uh, which will include mm-hmm. the base game and all of the content from the first year of its expansions. However, future expansions will cost the usual expansion price. Now, speaking okay, of can which, I, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, Stephen. Can I ask a question? Um, can I? Sorry, can I ask another question? Um, so I'm ignorant on this whole process. Is is this like a Steam platform, Xbox Live type of deal, just for PlayStation? What are we talking about? No, uh, Google Stadia is a new platform that Google has created. And it is a way 100 through a cloud. Yes, you are not playing on console. This is a cloud-based gaming service that you can play on your desktop, you can play on your phone, you can play on your TV if you have the right equipment. It's yeah. The idea is you could play Destiny 2 on your desktop, and then someone's like, hey, we got to go. You pick up your phone, you walk out the door, and you pick up right where you paused your game Switch on your desktop. Switch without the hardware. Yeah, yeah. and you just Switch keep going. Switch without the hardware. Okay. So that's, that's, that's what this so is. So it's it sounds fantastic. It Again, does. Though they uh, they did release what the specs would have to be. For yeah, we'll, we'll get for all these different tiers, which I assume you have. Yes, I do. Listed so we'll, in there. Yeah, we'll touch on that. Now, as far as the Destiny Two expansion, there's a new expansion that was announced called Shadow Keep, and it will release along with the free to play version on September 17th. And uh, Destiny Two will see a Steam release as well, and 
there will be cross saves. So if you had Destiny 2 on Xbox or PlayStation, you can cross save your great. and then take it to mm-hmm. Stadia if you want. Now, along with Destiny 2, major titles confirmed to the service include Borderlands 3, Doom Eternal, Baldur's Gate 3, Darksiders Genesis, and uh, already released titles that will be coming, like Mortal Kombat 11 and the uh, recent Tomb Raider trilogy. And they even nabbed an exclusive title called Guilt, which is like a horror puzzle game or something, I think. Yeah, isn't that one by Tequila Works? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this Netflix of gaming, as it may be come to pass, or at least to be called. Or at least that's what we've been saying to this yeah, point. Because, I mean, it is. <laughs> it might have been a little inaccurate once we got more of the details, but, I mean, close enough for, for normies. Sure. It's supposed to shake up the industry with its impressive setup. However, if you look at the data usage estimations, we're talking mm-hmm. 4.5 gigabytes bytes per hour only at 720 and then 15 gigabytes per hour if you wanted to go for a 4k 60 frames per second setup i feel like they're going to need to change more than the gaming landscape to change how gamers consume what they already have without solid internet because the consoles give you that and you don't have to worry about your internet and a lot of people nowadays internet companies don't really do unlimited internet anymore they no. give you data caps and data caps will kill spend you. on their tv or something like that so your data in like a week just gone well i think they you said know, if you're like a binge gamer mm-hmm. you know i um, think they they kind of pointed out in the estimations if you have a one terabyte data cap if you are playing the games 4K, 60 frames per second with that data cap, you can only get 65 hours in a month if that's your data cap. So that's all yeah. you'll get. So And for that 4K, you need at least 35 megabits a second internet. And as we've discussed in shows past, the average across the United States is 12. Mm-hmm. So that's, again, that was our first concern when we first heard about it, and it still remains to be the case. So um, I know a bunch of people who got the Founders Editions. I say a bunch. I mean, like, three. Um, (laughs) So I'm curious to see. I'm curious to see what what they say about it. I know we still have to wait, you know, um, but I I am. I'm curious. I'm curious to see what they say about it. So that's the next Mm -hmm. evolution, right? I mean, when when Steam, when I first stumbled across steam i thought this is a weird concept and now i couldn't imagine life without it it's right. just amazing right. I, I mean exactly. i really feel like if if google can pull this off we're gonna see other companies tapping into it because we've seen you take a look at the streaming market with netflix and how everybody's jumping on that now everybody wants to have oh their original gosh, content right? and their own streaming service and eventually just to kind of veer off of video games temporarily i mean it's it's a known fact Netflix is going to be hurting for content here soon because well, I think that's why they're coming up with more interactive stuff too because I yeah. just heard a couple uh, new ones will be released here soon for that for mm-hmm. their interactive movies. Well, I mean so because even they're trying to dip into more quote unquote gaming. I mean they're going to have to because mm-hmm. again they they're And I'm they're, excited about it. If they're all as good as Bandersnatch was, bring mm-hmm. it. Bring more. 
But they're going to lose. We know they're going to lose Disney content by November Mm -hmm. at the very least. Right. Uh, Warner Brothers is working on one, and they already have their DC one, which I don't know if they're going to integrate into that, but still, all that stuff's going to roll over. I think Paramount, they've got their CBS access right now, which they could roll in some of their stuff there. They're going to lose content. So they're going to need Can I put on my conspirator hat for a second? Go for it. So, so let's let's step back here because as a gamer, you know, I'm excited about this new style or whatever. But let's look at it from a business standpoint. My only concern is that if it does trend this way, and it's not going to trend this way because we as gamers like it. It's because the business people that are making the money like it. True. Oh, yeah. And if we're forcing people to have more internet, more streaming, now the internet providers are going to charge a premium price to have more data transfer so you're going to have to pay a higher package to get this and they're going to push it like the next thing the next thing since sliced bread and everybody's going to want it and then what they're really doing is not providing better gaming not providing better content they're providing more financial stability for their shareholders Sure. So yes. I, 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 so you know, I don't want to be negative, Nancy, but I mean, I'm kind of on the sidelines. You know, this is the first time I've actually been exposed to this news. So, thank you for having me. But yeah. to me, it's it's almost like, holy crap, this is just. A, I can see the board meeting going down. It's like, you know, I've got a brilliant idea of how to screw all these geeks out of their money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, we, and, I mean and maybe it'll start forcing the infrastructure in in the, the areas that are still lacking in having that's better true. internet. Um, but yeah, when there's no competition, I mean, that's, I mean, why do you think I, and I, to that point, I feel like that's why there's been so many multiplayer online games that keep getting pushed because we can microtransact. We can do this. This game can last longer. It's longevity. Mm-hmm. We hope has a five, 10 year, I mean, like a GTA five for crying out loud, you know, yeah. like how long has that been around and still doing really well so yeah i mean obviously we'll have to wait and see on how how well stadia does i always want new technology and new innovation to do well because i appreciate someone trying to do something different and outside the box Mm -hmm. um hopefully it just does become a benefit to more of the users than yeah i mean when you look at it in action it's it's mind-blowing because you're just like oh my god that would be so awesome and all the you stuff know? that came with it it was just like wow. i mean it i just, mean i'm not your audience for it but it, yeah the the concept it itself is fantastic and then you start to think mm-hmm. of the other companies say if uh microsoft or, or playstation sony they they decide they want to do it so okay i can sit there and be playing god of war one minute and then it's like oh, i gotta go i'm gonna take my phone i'm gonna take it on the road yeah you know, you, you, that idea is it's just a great like, concept. Ah, yeah, yeah, that would be so awesome. But, but that, I mean, with the stadia, right. I think it's only with certain phones to start. Sure, I think sure. I've read that they are working on trying to bring it to more uh, devices, but I think you need the Google, Google Pixel. phone, like the pixels or <laughs> pixel something I think was. Yeah. And that's how they that get they you. That's what Sony would pull with their garbage is to be like oh you want to play uh, playstation mobile well, i guess Gotta it kind of makes phone. sense it's like we built this phone we understand the innards of this phone so like we but not everybody has your crappy little phone <laughs> right again right. but that's what i'm saying they're pushing you toward their product through mm-hmm. their their crack right this this is my crack you're gonna have to use my straw <laughs> you know? yes right so, right so i don't know it's fascinating to see i'll be and, interested to see how it goes yeah for so. sure and don't, uh, and Joe, don't worry about being negative. We talk trash about companies on this podcast all the time. EA, <laughs> well, again, Gearbox. And not, and not talking trash. 
yeah, yeah. not talking trash. It's just it's it's normal human fear to fear what you don't understand, and yeah. I don't understand it. I I understand the concept purely, and I've just been exposed in my lifetime to so much marketing that mm-hmm. I can I can see. I can see the real motivation. The real motivation is not to give us quality gaming here. The real motivation is to make money. So sure. how do we how do we benefit from that? I mean, obviously, Nintendo had the idea with the Switch. Just take it anywhere you go. Right. And, and my kid's got a Switch, and he loves it, and he, he uses it for that. So we're going to be a next generation where this concept like that we all grew up with, where your game is where it is and you have to go to your game, is not going to exist. And, and everywhere across the country, IT professionals are shaking in their boots. Because yeah. people are doing it at work, and they're going to have to figure out ways to block it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the next story I got is just one of those that I kind of roll my eyes at because it's like, geez, here we go again. Uh, there was an all-new study whipped out by the Department of Psychology at Ohio State University. Oh, are we violent again? Yeah. Uh, has stated that their findings show... That kids are more likely to engage with real guns if they play violent video games. Okay. (laughs) Now, this study was conducted with 220 children in an age range of about 8 to 12. And each child was given one game to play. But the game. And one gun. Well, I'm going to get to that. There was your choice. God, now I the games I was wrong. That was supposed to be a really awful joke. <laughs> <laughs> he hit it right on the na- nail on the head. You know, the funny part of this, though, is that um, I have a, a son and a daughter, and uh, this is not gender-specific at all. It's just how people's minds are different. Um, my wife early on was like, well, you know, I don't want to push guns on him. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm not a... I mean, I'm not anti-gun at all. I understand guns. I, I think they're fine. I don't personally own a gun, mm-hmm. much less many guns to necessitate an entire rack. But I, <laughs> we, so we didn't, we didn't do that. We didn't expose him to guns early on. This kid, by the time he was walking, was using anything he could put in his hand to go pew pew pew. Right. It's built in somehow. Uh, he never had a gun, saw a gun, knew what a gun was. I mean, he was exposed to it somehow. Obviously, he knew what pew 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 was, but it was just like. little race cars became guns every stick he ever picked up so i think it's more human nature than video games and i think you guys probably are on the same page with that i'm yeah absolutely yeah because now one of the things they said about this study is that each child was given one game to play the games themselves had one of three conditions there was gun violence sword play or no violence whatsoever which the last one kind of struck me odd unless they're playing tetris i was trying to figure that out because I was like, what constitutes Maybe they just no use violence? really hurtful words. Maybe. They drop violently in Tetris. I, I do a violent rotation. <laughs> I always now, slam them down. After play, now, after these kids played the games, the conclusion was made that kids who played the violent video games were more likely to play with a real gun. Obviously, the study will no doubt be used by numerous lawmakers who've been wanting to crack down on the gaming industry. But if I may... Uh, posit the following observations with an age range like 8 to 12 I'd like to know what kids got what games because I feel like an 8 year old's mindset and a 12 year old's mindset are two different mindsets that is okay? kind of two very big world differences I they are because close, but... 12 year olds are getting into the teenage years and their their brains are starting to you know get into other aspects <laughs> that I'd rather not touch on but you know what I mean right yeah, yeah. And also, did the doctors actually hand the kids a gun? 
Insane I here. don't know. Play I'd be interested to see who paid to have this Bingo. Um, uh, process, like, you know, mm-hmm. the study to, to have done. Like, was it sponsored by the NRA or, which probably isn't the case, you know, but, or, <laughs> uh, I, I would be curious to see that because I, I don't know why we're still having this conversation. No. We, and, I, and why we're wasting money on still trying to um, dissect the whole thing. You I mean, I'm sure it's always money driven, but it's just, I feel like we could be spending it on more useful other mental health alternative studies that we should be focusing on. Mm-hmm. Well, Lacey, you hit the nail on the head and that's where I, I'm, I get so frustrated because um, I, I prefer science over anything else, and I think it's mm-hmm. the, the right path to choose. Unfortunately, we have so many studies that are backed by funding, yeah. and you know what? When you, before you tell me the study, you tell me who's paying for it, and I'll tell you what you found before you tell me. And that's that is yeah. frustrating. And so the, and, and a lot of scientists, you know, they'll be like, well, this is backed by science. This is peer reviewed. Well, yeah, you're all peers. That means you're mm-hmm. all getting paid by the same pool of people. And of I course would want to see the questions that were being asked later yeah. on. Were they leading questions to try to force a specific response or was it how did you feel? Or did it make you actually feel extra violent? Do you feel like you really want to play with a gun now? You know, like, yeah. And 220, uh, let's, let's not, you know, forget that it's only 220 kids, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that is, that's a ridiculously <laughs> small pool to make some kind of a wide-reaching assumption about humans. It really is. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't ever recall, and I grant, granted, I know that people would use the, well, times are different now and all that stuff, but I just, I can't see a kid... Like when I was a kid, and you, yeah, I remember the whole gun thing, but I I never remember playing a game like Mortal Kombat or Doom and just sitting there going, "Man, I gotta get a gun." I mean, man. they definitely have up the ante on on how well these games are realistic um, and the graphics and the nature Emerging. of that sort of thing. I mm. mean, I could play Resident Evil One, and I don't remember getting scared, but then now I'm playing the new ones, and I'm like, "Oh hell no." Yeah. Like they but, just do such a better job of, you know, making it realistic, but well, let's it still go. hasn't made me want to go out and shoot zombies. I mean, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I would, I guess, if it was a thing, you know, me or them, <laughs> but. Uh, sort let's symptom or problem instead of symptom, right? We're talking about human beings and violence. Humans, the human race is based on violence. Our government is based on violence. How are you going to tell the people that you govern with violence that violence is not okay? Right. It, it's really, it's a hypocritical <laughs> argument, you know? Uh-huh. It's like, if you don't stand in line, I'm going to beat you over the head and throw you in a cage. But you really don't need to be violent yourself. Well, it's they a, just don't want us oppression. to be violent, you see. Right, exactly. And that's, that's, it smacks of hypocrisy. You know what? We are violent. We are humans. The game isn't causing it. You know what's causing it? People realizing that they don't have a freaking future because they don't have a million bucks in their pocket because money is the only freedom that we have left. Mm. And that's why people just freak out and go nuts. So let's let's focus on that. And let's the fact that they that. had an Xbox probably had nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, move on to our next story because I'm sure we could talk about this all day. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, this one is uh, simple enough, I guess. Uh, we mentioned... a. I'd say a few episodes back about the Sega Genesis Mini that was coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of gave you a rundown of all the games announced for it, which none of were surprising because it's, you know, Sega and they only have a set collection of games <laughs> they seem to release. Right. Uh, 
Now, the full lineup has been revealed for this mini, and the final list actually features three games that were never officially released on the Genesis, so now it kind of gives you a hook. Kind of like what they did with that Super Nintendo Mini where they had the uh, unfinished Star Fox 2 and it was like, see, it's a new game. You get to play a new game. And then they can kind of go with that. So uh, the the games that are going to be released, and I have no idea what they are, except for one, uh, Tetris, Darius, and Monster World 4. I guess if you're a Genesis fan and those were things that you wanted, there you go. Uh, So, you know, if you were on the fence... That could be the thing. It's not for me. I was never a Sega person. So. I mean, I'm not in buying into all these mini no. things. <laughs> you can buy this collection. <laughs> I'm a. Uh, I would. I would call myself a Sega person only because I had a Sega for a long time when I didn't have any money to have anything else, and so oh, Sega I had a was Sega. my thing. Yeah. So, but here, but here's the deal. I never enjoyed quote unquote. Sega games like the only games I I still play on the Sega emulator that I have are not big titles one was Liberty or Death it's one of the favorite games I ever played in my life it's a strategy game about the American Revolution but in 94 I still play it today and I've actually done some uh, some videos about that one uh, that one a game called Toe Jam and Earl I guarantee yes. you that's not on mm-hmm. this mini is that no. is that one of the releases yeah it's, awesome. it's on that list because that's one of their popular games <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah, so I did like Toe Jam and Earl. And then another one was called Rampart that I just found again. Uh, yeah, Rampart. Rampart. Is that mm-hmm. on there? Uh, I don't think it was. Okay. Rampart was cool, man, because it was a little bit Tetris. You would basically make take these Tetris pieces and make a castle. And when you enclosed it, you could then put cannons to fire at your opponent. And you would just take turns obliterating each other. And whoever couldn't build their castle first lost. You know, mm-hmm. it was fantastic. Yeah, That's I remember like that. old school Fortnite, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anybody who's interested, the console is up for pre-order right now, and it will release on September 19th. So uh, there you go. All right, let's do some quickets. Let's run through them real quick. Excellent. Uh, YouTube set some new guidelines on their platform that pre- or forbids minors from streaming unless accompanied by an adult. So, uh, you know. I feel like that was always the rule. <laughs> Well, no, it was now it's being enforced. So, oh, okay, okay. So, so now it's out there. For it, basically. Mm. Got it. Uh, a new Nintendo Direct unveiled the first footage of Pokemon Sword and Shield, and it showcased new Pokemon, new legendary Pokemon, and a new Dynamax system, which makes your Pokemon big. All right. And it releases on November 15th if you're interested for the Switch. For the Switch. Yes. I think I said that. It's a lot of Pokemon lately. Yeah, well, it's popular. It's a thing now. Yeah. Uh, the upcoming Apple Arcade will apparently support PlayStation and Xbox controllers. If that's right. your bag. Always a plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is said to use input-based matchmaking like Fortnite, but apparently will not have a Battle Royale mode like Fortnite, and it won't have zombies. So that okay. was one of their big selling points, I know, from from past <laughs> games. The story made people cry. I, that that was going to be my next my next point. Oh. It, it's apparently <laughs> making play testers cry. It's just yeah, so beautiful. Apparently, it's very moving. I don't know. So good for them. That's good marketing. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's see. I'm a sucker for a really good story. Mm. You know, I mean, I'm not getting it, but still. Yeah, uh, this is a f- strange oddity. Uh, 
Tesla has been working on porting the Unity game engine to their vehicles, and because of this, Cuphead will soon be available on Tesla vehicles. So how about That's that? That's pretty awesome, actually. I am not fancy pants enough to know like what goes on inside a Tesla, I guess. you know. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming behind the back seats. I you would hope. Front seats for the, the front. I, I hope. <laughs> um, otherwise, why are we encouraging more... Gaming. Things it's center console because when the car drives itself, you don't need to be engaged that much. I and mean, it really, it's one so of those. So the, they're deals. driving themselves now. These Teslas, well, they can. Like we're already they there. The, yeah, they are there. It's just a matter of it. Will the laws allow it to happen? But yeah, yeah the car can drive itself. You just have to be engaged. And have I bet it would be so much safer to let AI take over. People are garbage drivers. <laughs> they're just so distracted now. People just like don't understand that they're driving this like weapon. Mm-hmm. at like 70 75 miles an hour when they yeah so i actually I saw this, uh, this i saw a video where it showed um ai taking over the driving at an intersection and it had it had this regular intersection with people turning and and you know trying to not run over each other and there's gaps and and you know accordion stuff happening the ai takes over and literally they leave just enough gap for the car coming across the intersection to go through and just traffic flows so much better so it really is the future i mean humans won't be in control of the vehicles for much much longer sure no yeah, yeah absolutely uh, the Legend of Zelda spinoff Cadence of Hyrule is said to release sometime this month. So if that was something you were looking forward to, I think it was like a rhythm based right. game based on another oh, game, yeah, kind of like okay. what they did with Dynasty Warriors sure. or whatever. Uh, Journey has officially released on PC. So if you've never played that game, go get it because it's a beautiful game. I recommend mm-hmm. it. The Surge 2 will release on September 24th for all platforms except the Switch. Big surprise, right? Uh, Of course, I don't even know what that is, to be honest with you. So, you know. (laughs) You don't Uh, don't know what the Switch is? No, I don't know what the Surge 2 is. I was just like, okay. Right. That that game. Uh, If you were looking forward to Shinmu 3, well, it's been delayed again, but... Yeah. Only from August to November, so not not a big delay, but it's still a delay. Hey, take your time. Yep. People have waited however long. It'll be fine. Uh, Telltale's Minecraft story mode has uh, officially been delisted. So if you wanted that and you didn't jump on it, you're screwed now. Has been delisted. Yeah, like, so like not in the storefronts anymore. So it's unless I'm sure if there's a disc Isn't version, of physical Netflix? version. Yeah. But I, I I don't know. I thought it was. I sworn I saw it. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, this I, I was so excited when I read this. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting excited about a quicket. <laughs> Spawn will sound familiar to some when he arrives on Mortal Kombat 11 because he will be voiced by the actor Keith David, who voiced him in the animated HBO series. Oh, How awesome okay. is that? Nice. Plus, I'm going to bring this up. Bruce Campbell is toying with us about his appearance I'm in like, the game. I'm getting a little upset with him. I'm just going to put that out there. I yeah. have nothing but love for you, but you're playing with my emotions. Because one minute he's saying he's not in the game, and then he's toying, he's he's, te- he's like, ah, maybe I need to play this game. And he's he's commenting on all this stuff, and it's like, dude, come on now. And then the chainsaw at the end of the trailer, I'm yeah. just like, Bruce? 
I, he's going to say something like, I said it wasn't evil. That's Ash. It's Ash versus evil. That's Ash. Or he's going to be like, it's evil Ash. So, you know, like, I think he was just going to be like, ha, on a technicality of wording. Nah. No, I, I, I'm starting to believe it. Either that or he's just one big fat liar. And I don't think my husband would lie to me. No, you would think not. <laughs> uh. He's drawing with my emotions. I can't take it. I anymore. think that's the beauty, though, of, of social networking when it's done correctly, right? I mean, that mm-hmm. if you're if you're the if you're the um, the toy master, right? I mean, you're the the puppet master, and that's what it is. Mark Hamill does the same thing with us. He just totally screwing with us all the time. You know, and uh, it's the way they interact. I mean, how else are they going to interact with It's us, definitely you know? his on-screen persona. Though. Yeah, yeah like, so I've awesome. been to his panels. I see how he is. But, I mean, like, he legitimately put out a squash this internet rumor. Uh, Evil Dead's Ash will not be in Mortal Kombat 11. He even went through the whole process of, like, having someone make a graphic for him and put it out there, you know. And then now all this is happening. And I'm like, and then I went to reread the tweet. And I'm like... He's going to get us on a, a wording technicality. He's mm-hmm. like, I said Evil Dead's Ash, which he's probably talking about the very first movie, which was much different from 2 to Army of Darkness in its style. Even Ash versus Evil Dead. Like, it's it's kind of in its own camp. And I think that's where he's going to try to get us on a technicality there. I'll bet it's I didn't even, lie. I'll bet it's even more uh, streamlined than this. So what happens is, in reality, he puts that out lays it all out and then the people say man there's a real draw for you on this game let's put them in Ooh, and so but that's kind of what and ha- then there was like rumors someone hacked into the coding mm-hmm. you know and saw that it was there like as a release thing and since all the other ones that were on there are starting to actually become true in releases they're going yeah this is probably true if, if that that you know post obviously because i'm very skeptical of anything on the internet uh being legitimate or not right now Um, if that was a correct picture of someone mm. who actually did hack into the coding you know what i mean it's very easy to fake did you see the new technology that joe rogan talked about where they take still images and turn it into a video so they can there's a technology i don't know the name of the technology now but basically they took paintings from the renaissance and put a voice actor with it, made its mouth move, and it had a conversation. A painting. Weird. So I'm legitimately, I'm not going to be able to trust anything anymore. No, you <laughs> Is can't. this what you really want out of humans? Like, we're already pretty cynical. We already kind of get duped into stuff we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Okay, All right, whatever. well, but I'm going to Bruce, move on. I need to know, and I tagged you, and I know I'm small fry, and you're never going to pay attention to it. And I'm talking like you listen to this podcast. <laughs> Maybe he that does. I we don't know. know. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to move on. I'm going to yes, I'm going to save your emotions. <laughs> My poor heart. Uh, Chris Hardwick will appear in Borderlands Three as Vaughn, which was his character yeah. in Tales from the Borderlands, which That's apparently I went over my head. I forgot he was in. Oh, it. I would have had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh. Finally, uh, an update to last week's Quicket that we brought up about Sony fast-tracking or, or advanced development for the Uncharted film. Well, now it has oh, yeah, an yeah. official release date, December really? 18th, 2020. Okay. So they have about a like they year just and a half. announced casting, I thought. Or, or, or maybe they just decided to announce who it was and they've already been filming or something. Well, they, they've apparently got it. They've, they've got it set in stone, so... 
We'll see if that happens. I'm actually interested to see this now that I've been seeing that it's supposed to be more of an Origins story, mm-hmm. like before the first game. We'll see. Who knows? Like, that's just, the rumor that I saw. So, like, yeah. now I'm kind of more interested because at first I was thinking, oh, it's going to be a scene-for-scene scene remake of the game. I've played mm-hmm. the game. Yeah, uh, we don't need know. that. So, but now that they were saying that it's, like, because, you know, Tom Holland, oh, my God, everyone lost their mind. And they're like, well, it's before yeah. he became the Nathan Drake that we knew. And now I go, ah, okay, that actually sounds interesting. And he's young enough that we can drag this whole series out mm-hmm. to – end point of four or whatever when True. i guess he's in his 40s i don't know Who knows? i don't know how old nathan drake's supposed to be uh, fingers crossed but uh historically video game movies by the studio have been looked at a way to compensate for gains they lose money purposely just so they can if they made if they had a big year and they're making a lot of money they're going to pay a lot of taxes they throw one of those in there just to lose money and they've never put their full effort behind it the ones that have been successful have been happy accidents you know they never really well, anticipated it I mean, Angelina Jolie was not a huge star before Tomb Raider. No. (laughs) Detective Pikachu, so far, I think, has been the one that really stands out as being something legitimate. You know, like they finally hit something that really works on some level that you're like, oh, okay, I can buy this. You know, I can get into this. And it's not just, oh, look at that reference. Oh, look at that, that thing. It's just like, it's actually a pretty good movie that happens to exist in this Pokemon world that is out there. Right. So, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to see it. So, but the quality looks good, but I don't know anything about the story. I never know. I don't know anything about Pokemon. So to, to my knowledge from what I've read, I wouldn't be able to appreciate it for what it is anyway. But, Um, but but you can appreciate Ryan Reynolds, you know? Yeah, well, that's true. Like I said, I just want to hear the uh, uncut version. Yeah, but I mean, you can can see that board meeting too. It's like, okay, so Pokemon is really huge. How do we make money on that? Um, Ryan Reynolds is really huge. Let's just put these two together in a blender and see what happens. And then they got a couple young people mm-hmm. to write the script and and fill it full of uh, Easter eggs and things like that. So I mean, it's you know it makes sense how these things come out. What is the actual story? You know what I mean? Because it's like I, I watch movies as an artist, and so I want to I want to experience something. I, a lot of my friends are just like, do you see all those explosions? You know, it's like I'm not into that. I mean, I like yeah, explosions, I but mm-hmm. that's not why I sit down and watch a movie. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Guys, you want to play some Truth or Trash? Sure. Yeah, sure. To me. Sure. All right. Well, Joe, here's how it works. I'm going to give you a rumor floating around in the internet, and you tell me whether you think it may be true or you think it's trash. Very Careful. Simple. Mm-hmm. He might try to throw you off by, like, it might be a true rumor, but he, like, changed a date. Or like the name of somebody or something like that to confuse oh, us. Oh, well, that's that's semantics. I'm not going to fall for that. Uh, I do, <laughs> so don't feel bad. I've got, well, this is the conversation we're I've having. Got, I fall for it quite often, Yeah, this actually. is the conversation yeah. we were having earlier, right? Nothing's true on the internet, so we're going to win this. Easy. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. all fake. I think I rarely get it right. <laughs> well, I mean, you've, you've had a few confirmed wins. I've had a few, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, by the end of the year, we'll know for sure, hopefully, for a lot of them. Um, mm-hmm. so I've got four, uh, one we'll at least know sometime this week, but the rest we'll see. All right. Okay. First of all, destiny two will make its way to the Nintendo switch this year. Uh, is there guidelines like, uh, ladies first, Lacey, you're, you're up first no, or we just yell it out as no, soon as we know something or whenever, uh, whenever you feel like you 
are comfortable with your answer? Uh, this year, hmm. I haven't seen any commercials. So I'm going to say no. Okay. I don't know. That's just how Nintendo works because it's coming to everything else, and then you got the Stadia hype and the blah blah blah. I'm going to say true. Okay. I mean, we've got till December 31st, right, for this sure. to be mm-hmm. correct or not. Plus, I mean, September, when everything is, is happening with the game, it could Yeah, it's going to be cross-playing well against everything. It would be kind of silly not to, I guess, down-mix it so it'll work on a Switch. Because that's what it's going to have to do is be downplayed yeah. a little bit. All right. Okay, well, now wait. Next. No, wait. You didn't give us the answer. Oh, oh we, we don't have we the won't answer. know. Yeah. What? What kind of game this is, is this? Well, <laughs> it's, it's something that we're going to yeah. touch on toward the end of the year because I'm keeping track. And then oh. by the end of the yeah. year, we will hopefully have a lot of these confirmed. confirmed. Yet. Oh, I see. Yeah. So. All right. The next one. Overwatch 2 will be announced at E3. True. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I've already seen rumors. Okay. But, I mean, again, rumors, but I rumors. feel like... I always think I'm right when I'm like, oh, wait, but I've read about that thing before you told me. So, mm-hmm. I'm an expert. I mean, they're ready. Fortnite's still doing great, but uh, they they really want to push that other franchise. You know, Overwatch. Sure. Overwatch still gets played. I mean, my son still plays Overwatch, but, um, yeah, I think it's time to do that. I think it is. All right, this next one, I, I kind of want to be true because it sounds very interesting. I think it would be a, a nice shift. The protagonist in Grand Theft Auto 6 will be a woman. Oh, absolutely. Hmm. There's no question about it. I feel like that would be a very smart move. Yeah. And I know I just heard the groans of tons of young men across, <laughs> you know. Well, you know, and, the, and part of that, keepers. I see like, it on oh both God, sides. Why? I see both sides of that. I mean, there's a lot of Mary Sue's out there, but I mean... It's it's one of those things that we do as humans, right? Like we haven't had any female leads, and then now they're just going to be everywhere. It, it, we gotta we gotta you know bring it in slow. Or it could be just one of the protagonists, because mm-hmm. I mean, in five they had three that you were playing through. Um, so I mean, I still I, I'm guessing six is happening. I was trusting him by saying they were never even going to make the next one because how do you satire the life we live? Um, so sure, sure, true. I'll just go okay. true. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's going to be true, and I think it's going to be good. And I agree with Lacey. I think it's going to be one of the main characters. And sure. why wouldn't it? You know, at this why point, yeah, right. exactly. Why not? Yeah, we can be just as evil and crazy. Oh yeah, I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and last, Final Fantasy VII remake will release on Xbox One. When is it supposed to release? Well, when it does. Oh, so we don't have a release date? No. I mean, I'm going to say, are they not on Xbox at all? Like any? Primarily, they're not because, you know, Xbox, of course, I mean, here lately they have been, but that doesn't seem to be their audience. Uh, I'm just going to say true. Okay. Because it's, I mean, people are insanely excited about this game, so I feel like that would be a good call. Mm-hmm. Okay. Isn't that... I know I it's not up to the a, developer, uh, but, you know, necessarily. But Is that not traditionally a Sony license? It has been in the past, but here lately, yeah, but Square Enix has kind of opened up. up and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm still going with false. It's fine. Perfectly fine. 
Okay, let's talk some weird news because I got two for you. Mm-hmm. Now, have you guys ever looked at an Xbox and thought, damn, I want to smell like that? Oh okay. my God, I know what you're going to talk about. Yeah, I've always wanted to smell like Mountain Dew and Dorito dust. <laughs> wow. <You just, laughs> because that's what I was going to say is because immediately you would assume it was going to be a mixture of Mountain Dew, cheese puffs, and maybe weak old BO. So I added a little something extra maybe, there for yeah. you. Uh, but Microsoft wants to change that perception by offering the same gamers, a line of personal care products in hopes that they will one day pick up a bar of soap. Good God. In a partnership between (laughs) Microsoft and Unilever, (sighs) a line of Xbox-branded Lynx products will make their way to store shelves this July. Now, if Lynx sounds familiar to you, then you must live in Australia or New Zealand. And to that, I say thank you for listening because we do have listeners in Australia and New Zealand. I found that out this week. Yay! So, ha! Yay! Listening upside down. Woo-hoo. Congratulations. <laughs> now, if it doesn't do sound familiar, if, if that name doesn't sound familiar to you, it's because the rest of us may be more accustomed to its douchier brand name, Axe. Uh, no this <laughs> official. This got me frightened. This is what we need in our lives. Yeah. And no official announcement has been made. If the Axe label will also receive these, you know, these Xbox labeled products stateside, mm-hmm. uh, which is a little odd to me because that seems to be their market. But who knows? Yeah. Now, despite this, uh, you probably wonder what you're going to be smelling like if you were to buy these, correct? So let me let me kind of break it down for you, so you can kind of have an idea. It will not be the aforementioned uh, Mountain Dew, Cheese Puffs, and Bo. <laughs> You will, in fact, smell like the fresh scent of green citrus with notes of kefir lime, winter lemon, aromatic herbal notes of mint and sage, and woody notes of patchouli and clear wood, all Wait, condensed. Uh. all together? Well, layers of notes. Your high notes, uh. your middle notes, and your, your bottom notes. Dude, listen. And this will... <laughs> This is, and this will all be condensed in a body spray, deodorant, and shower gel. This is a sticker. This is a sticker. It's the same freaking production line Dude. that they make. Acts. As soon as you said patchouli, I'm out. It's a stick. I can't stand the smell of patchouli. And could you imagine? You know, one funny note is my wife doesn't like to accompany me to comic book stores because it is a bunch of smelly dudes. But I'm just telling you this: if you want to scare away a potential girlfriend, she can't get away from your Xbox now, even when she's in your shower. You got Xbox body spray? I don't think so, dude. Mm-hmm. And especially with like the Axe marketing, it's always encouraged to wear way too much. Yeah, it'll be out there. People will buy this, and it's it a will change. sell. Oh, like for hotcakes. sure. Mm-hmm. So I mean, hey, I you guess... know what? It, it's just going to help cut down on the production of human beings because mating will not happen. You know, all these guys <laughs> will go out and buy their Xbox body sprays well, until they put on the body spray. I just feel like the body spray is what's going to get used, and the soap not, because I feel like a lot of people like, oh, I'm a little ripe. Shh, done. Yeah, modern shower, right? Like those who just throw mm-hmm. on more deodorant as their shower before they go out into the world, you know, for the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I feel like. L- lucky for me, I don't have the skin for that. I, I still have the skin of a 14-year-old, so I, I would be a pimply mess if I didn't shower constantly. <laughs> <laughs> the Guys, have either of you heard of a game called The Savior's Game? No, actually. No, but it sounds okay. like 
right down my alley. Sounds Walking <laughs> Dead-ish, actually. Is it some spinoff for Negan's people? No, no, no. Uh, let, let me enlighten you, wink, wink. Mm-hmm. This game is kind of like Lemmings, but with Jesus. Okay, no, so okay. technically it doesn't feature Jesus, but it does, you know. I mean, the guy's Jesus. Like it's implied? Yeah, he looks like Jesus, so it's Jesus. He's okay. got like a goatee white guy with sandals on. Yeah, but we'll call him Jesus just so people aren't, you know, confused. Uh, in this game, you must lead your followers to the promised land, but there is danger and peril along the way, so you must guide them through mountains, caves, deserts, and forests. Oh, it's Moses. Would. It's not Jesus. It's Moses. Yeah, he's going through the But, desert. you know. <laughs> I get yeah yeah, yeah. the locusts. I'm I'm curious I'm kind of yeah. uh, curious on why they haven't just made a true legitimate try at a fun you know um if 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 Christians are a huge part of the world which obviously they are why not just make a true video game and tell your story you don't have to make it super clean and neat and and nice i would mm-hmm. almost guess I, if we looked hard enough there probably is. yeah There's probably the, right. there are games I, out but there. it's got to be hidden and layered right because they they always want to mm-hmm. do stuff like uh subconsciously they never want to just come out and say bang here you go it's always like mm-hmm. oh wait a minute i got duped into that and that's kind of uncomfortable for me personally mm-hmm now, this game, like I said, you, you lead them through all these uh, areas. Uh, you need to make sure that they don't fall into all the traps that could lead them to dying in a very uh, gruesome fashion. Like alcohol so, and prostitution and things yeah. like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, as, as it would yeah. happen. Uh, the game, if you want to play it, is available on, you guessed it, Steam. Uh, but it also seems to be making its way onto mobile and even consoles later this year, which is very surprising. Okay, I'm morbidly curious enough to look this up. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay, well, check it It out. It could be good, or I'm just going to have such a good time laughing at it. Either way. It feels like my first first take on that is, what is that game, Uh, Eat the Rich? Have you you know what I'm talking about? Where you basically it's like Black Friday, and you have these like uh, weird skinless people, and you drag them through a convenience store to get all the deals. You haven't heard of this? Oh, uh, yeah, you, you check have. that out. So it's basically you're dragging them through, and they're just a uh, rummaging through stuff. You you hit a uh, golf ball, and he picks up the golf ball, and you bring it through the register, and you have the the idea of the game is to like collect as much money as you possibly can, get the most deals. So it mm. feels like one of those kind of games less of a story adventure game and more of a just click and drag kind of mindless fun i'm actually at the savior's gang i'm looking at it now and a self-proclaimed savior must travel through numerous ancestral locations guiding his worshipers to reach the promised land. it actually doesn't look bad like oh, wow. the graphics <laughs> look pretty good like I um i mean i don't know how it plays or as far as story or anything goes but it kind of looks like um like a, a turn-based strategy kind of thing the way it looks hmm. from the picture like a diablo I mean, I, look? i'm not gonna watch the video right now kinda yeah interesting well, I mean, it's you're... only five bucks i mean <laughs> i might just do it while you're looking at that, I'm going to go through some release dates real quick because yes, we've got a pretty short little list. Uh, on June 11th, we have Dragon Star Varnier for PlayStation 4, Battle Worlds Chronos for Nintendo Switch, and Verlay Swing for PlayStation 4. Then on June 12th, we have Tuvrive 
It's supposed to be survive, but it's got a two where the S is. So you tell me what it says, because I don't know. Survive, to survive. It's still survive. They, it's just an IT trick. Okay, well, it's stupid. Uh, <laughs> okay, so survive for the Xbox One. And then uh, Bertram Fiddle Episode 2, a bleak, bleaker predicament <laughs> for Xbox One. Then on June 13th, this is a surprising release, to be honest with you. Leisure Suit Larry, Wet Dreams Don't Dry for PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. So glad he's still working. Yeah. For the Switch, that's what I was most surprised by. And PlayStation, <laughs> considering they've been complaining about cracking down on stuff. Yeah, but that game has never been know. really that risque. It, it, they try to yeah, play it, it like that. all just like yeah. innuendo. Yeah. Uh, Doodle God Evolution for Xbox One. Play to go, super platform game maker. That's a mouthful for Nintendo Switch. Hollow for Xbox One and Enchanted in the Moonlight for Nintendo Switch. Then finally on June 14th, we have Relay Swing for Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. Blaster Master Zero for PC. Hexologic for Xbox One. Vosaria, Layer of the Forgotten for Nintendo Switch. And Dead Dungeon for Nintendo Switch. Guess what time it is? It's time to play Name That Game! Joe, you gotta dance with us. Okay, you can't see me, so yeah. (laughs) Okay, Uh, if you're unfamiliar with the game, which I'm gonna assume you are, I'm gonna give you the description of a real game, then I'm gonna give you four titles... And you have to tell me which is the correct title of the game. Very simple. Okay. First game. This is a simple, casual game. And this is how it works. There is a cake in the middle of the screen. On the left and the right sides of the screen are cockroaches. You must protect the cake from the cockroaches at all costs. For if they devour the cake, the game is over. So it's a kick and flick. Yeah, so you just grab them and toss them off the screen. Okay. So is this game A, save the cake, B, the cake is surrounded by shackles, C, my best worst wedding, or D, Joe's Kitchen? Ooh, Joe's Kitchen. It's save the cake. They're not that creative. I was thinking save the cake because Stevens usually is so much better than... Yeah, they're not that creative. It's too... uh, it, they have to play it safe. I have been I have been duped this way before, but I'm 100% behind Save the Cake. As soon as you said that, I was like, that feels like what they would do. Yep, fits nice on a screen, right? The answer is B, the cake is surrounded by shackles. Oh the worst God. one of the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Somebody, somebody had to approve that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? And they had probably like a meeting for like 10 hours oh, about God. it or something. <laughs> All right. The next game is a procedurally generated puzzler that's all about constant tension. You play as Tim Torok, a businessman that has found himself in a maze of a sewer after a long night out drinking. He makes an unfortunate discovery that there are worse than a couple of rats lurking about. This is, this is the actual description. I don't know what that means. There are far worse than a couple of rats lurking about. Um, well, that's like the line from Gandalf in Moria, right? There are yeah. Far darker things than orcs in the dark places of the world. 
Equipped with only a flashlight to defend yourself, you must survive and find the exit. Aggressive inhabitants, evil spirits, and unusual artifacts await you in this network of corridors, rooms, and traps. Expect multiple unexpected scares and chases as you progress through this horror game. You can also expect to be challenged with various puzzles that offer rewards with greatly increase your chances of survival. Race through the labyrinth and see if you can make it through without or make it through and out of the six increasingly large levels. Is this A. Six Degrees of Damnation? B. The Minotaur's Maze? C. A Lush Labyrinth? Or D. Tim Torok, Labyrinth Lover? Like C for it. What was the first one again? Six Degrees of Damnation. That seems too creative. What was the second one? A Minotaur's Maze. I'm going to go C. I'm going to go B, actually. The answer is A, Six Degrees of Damnation. (laughs) God damn it. Okay, well done, finally, developer. Yeah. I was I strayed away from that because it sounded too good. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. I'm with you on that one. Okay, the next the next few games they're going to get really interesting. And when I say interesting, you're going to probably furl your eyebrows. Are you playing the word interesting a little fast and loose, or no? I just mean that. Damn, I can't believe these games are getting made. But you'll see what I mean. No. <clears throat> yeah. And again, these are actual descriptions of the game. One day. A simple white boy named Eugeni from Toliati saw on TV basketball and fell in love with the game. He'd wake up and fall asleep thinking about basketball. On his birthday, his parents gave him a ball and he had nowhere to play and the local children did not like this game. All he had to do was learn to play himself. Everywhere winter, that's an actual phrase there, various obstacles... But it did not stop the young white boy. You have to go through it with all 30 levels and become the best white basketball player from Toliati. This is a Russian game, clearly, right? I, I was going to say, because, like, in, unless that name actually is like Bob. The translator is working against him. Yeah. <laughs> is this A, white boys can't dunk, B, white power hoops, oh God. C, all the white stuff, or D, two white basketball. They all have white in them, honestly. Yes. Mm-hmm. I really hope oh. it wasn't the white power wine. <laughs> I don't think Stephen would have put that in there if it wasn't. I don't think I don't think he has a scrope to put I, that I in there. I don't know, man. He does really well at this. <laughs> he, he's, I do. His yeah, he like okay. Um, uh, white boy dunk. I don't remember where where that fell. White boys can't dunk. No, white boys can't dunk. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't remember what number. Yeah, what. I. My lack of caring about this. I'm just gonna say the same thing. I don't like this game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good the at it answer, either. The answer is D. Two white basketball. You know, I I wanted to go there too, just because of how horribly. You know how how horrible the grammar was in it. It's just like that. That yeah. sounds like it could be. But uh, all right, there there you go. I often there wonder when I use translate to because I I do get comments in other languages. So I go to translator and I actually try to make a comment in their language, and I know they all come out like this. 
you know? <laughs> right. All right, here's the next one. And like I said, they're going to start devolving just a little bit. Oh, that was the best one, huh? Well, <laughs> I guess it's all by perception. <laughs> uh, this game simulates Chinese primary school students doing homework. Nowadays, uh, tutoring primary school students doing their homework has become a problem for parents. You can find many parents complaining the children's homework is too hard for them on the internet. If you got a chance to return to your primary school again, face your homework and the stress from your parents, can you solve all the questions and graduate successfully? Designed as a puzzle game, you must focus your students to pass the final exam to make to the next grade. Language. Each puzzle is designed around actual school studies with an art style using crayon pencils, giving it a simple, low-aged look to help ease the painful puzzle-solving experience. Power through the various chords of brainwashing music and keep your brain working fast as taking too long will get you taunted by your parents. Have fun! Is this A. Homework is crazy B. Chinese Puzzle Academy C. Mom demands an A or D. The Chinese Population Solution <laughs> oh, I'm going to go with B. Actually, you know, this game, although I don't think anyone will ever play it, is it makes a lot of sense as far as that's concerned. I think these kind of tutorial games are the future of education. I really do. Well, yeah. If done right. I don't know A. The answer is A. Homework ah! is crazy. Oh, nice. See, when I just throw that hail mirror, I don't know, just pick a letter. That's usually when I get the best. Right. So I got my one. So what was A again? Say Homework it. is crazy. Homework is crazy. Yep. That's all I aim for is just one before the before the game's over. Okay. Oh, yeah, I got two. We both got the first one right, right? Oh, no, no, you both all missed right. that one. I'm 0 for 3. It's the first yeah. one, yeah. All right, next one. Tsar Vladimir adores his morning runs. One day, having started his regular running, he finds himself in the center of Nevlini's protest, who is supported by the U.S. State Department. Evil and spoiled Zoomers, the children of corrupt officials using some sort of stewed fruit, are trying to destabilize the situation in Russian society. The protest is their main weapon. Help dear Vladimir run through or run this way through 2% of the crap that bothers him. Running forward, you need to dodge the young morons. Losing his clothes, Tsar Vladimir gains the support of the adult population. Stripping himself, the hero demonstrates that he is the most honest and worthy ruler that has nothing to conceal. Having received the support of his older generations, parents, grandparents, teachers, and professors, the Zoomers will lose their strength and Vladimir will gain power. I feel like I just played the game. <laughs> Is this A, Putin in the work, B, Zoom and Strip, C, put, <laughs> put in, run out, or D, Vladimir Putin's super sexy protest run? Oh my God, it's probably D. It probably is D, but I'm going to go with A. I really like D. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to screw it, D. The answer is C, put in, run out. Oh, my God. Missed opportunities, man. 
Yeah, I will say, I will say, what was A again? Putting in the effort or something like that? Putting in the work. Putting in the work. Putting in the work. I think that's that, great. That got me. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. That's a good title. All right. Last. Last game we got. Jeez. In this game, it is the future and most animals have gone extinct. Those have survived are isolated to man, man-made biomes. You play as a psychopath with a taste for exotic meat. You enter the biomes with guns and an insatiable hunger to kill all that survive. Traverse through five different biomes in the park, uh, like a swamp and a forest. Uh, you're armed with the teeth, or armed to the teeth with shotguns and machine guns, hunting down all sorts of animals like bears, snakes, crocodiles, gorillas, cows, horses, spiders, rabbits, and the most ferociously common house cat. Kill all the animals you want. However, you want to because that's what this is. Is this A, Psycho Jungle, B, Gratuitous Animal Massacre, C, Lions and Tigers and Bears Go Boom, or D, Rich Kids Safari Vacation? Oh, my God. They're all awful. I'm just going to say that now. Yep. B. Um, what was the first one? Psycho Jungle. Yeah, let's go A. Oh, that does sound so good. What was B again? Gratuitous Animal Massacre. I think it's like A. I still are, think it's B. Yeah, both are could be it, really. The answer is B. Gratuitous Yay. Animal Massacre. Look at that. You guys tied. Finally got one. One out of all. <laughs> hey, that's usually where I where I that's, shine. That's, I'm a one and done right. kind of. But you did good last week. Well, yeah, you I did get good. lucky once in a while, yeah. It would be, and I'm sure you guys have done it this way, where you give the actual title and try to explain what you think the game is. We used to do that, <laughs> actually. They, yeah. That was the old version. Yeah, but I mean, that, that could, uh, that puts a lot of pressure on uh, the person trying to figure out what that game is based on a title. Oh, yeah, and none titles. of us actually would take it seriously enough. It yeah. became one of those of just how ridiculous could we make how it How many sound. jokes, yeah, how many jokes yeah. can you put in two minutes, right? All right, well, let's talk about uh, the E3 stuff, even yeah. though I'm going to be honest with you. I just I don't really know what we can talk about because it officially kicks off tomorrow if you're listening on Monday. Of course, mm-hmm. there are pre-show things that are going to be happening over the again. weekend and stuff like that. But if you want to be officially, officially, it starts on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Now, you would already kind of feel like it's already underway because we've gotten so many announcements prior to the big show. Were these I just love leaking stuff, man? Yeah, because were these announcement coming from Nintendo or PlayStation? I feel like I'd understand why, since both have kind of opted out of participating. Right. However, numerous publishers trying to bogart the scene. Yeah. However, numerous publishers have been dropping new game announcements beforehand, with at least ten confirmed games showcased prior, and numerous other rumors floating about. So, I want to look at what we know so far. These are the games that have officially been announced up front that we know they're out there there's ukulele and the impossible lair outriders which is a new ip from square enix baldur's gate 3 darksiders Mm -hmm. genesis a remake of destroy all humans yes vampire the masquerade (gasps) uh cotiers of new york jumanji the video game spongebob squarepants the battle for bikini bottom rehydrated which is a remake too Okay. Um, Watchdog Legion, mm-hmm. which I feel like Ubisoft got 
forced their hand into it and said, you know what? Screw it. Yeah, it's coming out since people are already out there. And then Square Enix's Marvel's Avengers, which I feel like they announced as kind of a way to say, I, we know you're anticipating this, so it's out there. Yes, it's going to be there. Yeah. So that's understandable. But with all these out there, I, I just don't understand why you would announce them prior. Because in some cases, I understand, like I mentioned with Marvel's Avengers and then with Watch Dogs, that's understandable. But sure. I feel like we're kind of losing the luster and the, the fun yeah. of E3 that we used well, to have. Because to it be, used to be this yeah. event where the, the announcements were and you're just waiting with bated breath to see what's coming next yeah but i don't feel like we get that anymore. taking the romance out of it guys stop it yeah. mm-hmm. or maybe this is just what's left over and they're just giving you these and that, that very well could be now yeah. granted i i did kind of consider that because these could be the lesser titles and they have bigger ones so they're they're shoving all these little ones out there to mm-hmm. make sure they don't get lost in the shuffle or so maybe they're just, just like distracted by the shiny yeah it's just like yeah. hey 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 there's a game coming yeah, there it is and then makes people forget and be like, oh, that's a, that's what they got. And then we're like, mm-hmm. well, we'll keep the good stuff over yeah, here. Yeah, because none of those were like superstar titles. Not anything. really, yeah. So. Although I feel like people have been talking about wanting a reboot of Destroy All Humans for a really long time. And that's a game I've never played, so I guess I'm going to have to check it out. I don't remember playing it myself. I remember like it looked like it was a fun idea, and apparently it has a really huge cult following still. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. The, I, I watched, like, I mean, what little of it that we could see. And, I mean, it looks like it, it looks good. Um, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I would probably play it, if I'm being honest. Um, but I, I haven't heard any other rumors about that except that it's i guess not supposed to be coming out this year which is one of my Mm -hmm. biggest beefs about a lot of this stuff at e3 is that i'm tired of seeing the same game for multiple e3s in a row how about you announce it in the same year it's coming out yeah for sure like that's my biggest problem because i feel like detroit become human i saw it at like two e3s death stranding how many i'm sure we'll probably see something for that too and it's been what like five years that we've been talking about this game at least Mm -hmm. um yeah, like that's just, just stop it. Just don't announce it until it's ready. Because I feel like I get so much more excited when I have least amount of hype time. You're just giving me too much time to not care anymore. But I mean, a few things I'm a little curious about to see. I guess when they they do kind of showcase some stuff, um, I want to see gameplay footage for Doom Eternal. I know there was a mm-hmm. teaser trailer that came out, but I'd like to see it more in action. I'm hoping we get to see it. Right. Uh, I know that Jedi Fallen Order will be there, no doubt. That's so we'll big. get to see a little bit more of that. But still on the fence about because EA. Well, uh, they're, Microsoft- they're changing all that Star Wars stuff. The Star Wars stuff is really going to go in a positive direction, I think. I really hope so. I, I want a good Star Wars game. I want to be excited about a Star Wars game. Yeah, Lucasfilm because- is not happy with EA and all of their shenanigans. They're not. As is no, a lot of the it's about time. Gamers. Uh, we also know that Microsoft, I feel like they're the ones kind of taking the throne this year because they don't have Nintendo to compete with. They don't have Sony to compete with. So they're like, Hey, we're going to be the big show this year. Titles or something like that. There's going to be a few big announcements. They said, uh, they're going to have some game pass announcements, which I don't know if there's going to be changes or maybe just some titles that are going to be released on the game pass. Or how the PC version is going to work is what I'm thinking. And maybe, maybe even the Nintendo Switch rumor that we've been hearing floating around. Yeah, which, a pro, a again, mini, a whatever it's we think it is. Well, yeah. I, I meant, I, I meant that the Game Pass may show up. 
on oh, the Oh, I see what you mean. Switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, Xbox so, and Nintendo, I feel like, has been in bed together. Yeah, they've been buddying up pretty good here. we get here. some good stuff out Well, of Nintendo's it. been around a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and they even teased something new, which that could be anything, really. I don't really know what they'd have on their slate that could... I could speculate as to what that is. They just said, uh, we, we're, we're going to bring something new. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a lot Got of a rumors game. are, is it going to be a new console? Like, Because now that we know PS5 is coming out, is Xbox now deciding they need to talk about that they've been working on a new one that'll be coming in the same time? Yeah. So I feel like they like to try to coordinate a release about the same time with mm. each other, which is... Yeah, I still fine. feel like that's going to be later, either this year or maybe even next E3 before or they'll we just get be like, anything. Guess what we are doing, and they're going to show us. <laughs> I nothing. just think I don't know. Yeah, I think all those guys are getting out of the hardware business. They really are. That's why you're seeing this push for uh, cloud-based everything. Mm-hmm. Get their, mm-hmm. The boxes are going away. I mean, I've got a, an Xbox One, an original Xbox One. It's fine. I don't have any trouble with it at all, uh, as long as it's can last then i'm gonna keep it so i don't i don't feel any need to buy a new console just to keep up with the joneses you know right yeah yeah doesn't affect the gameplay at all nope like i don't even have discs you know i just well i mean it might i mean it depends on how good this uh latency will be you know they swear that their controller will have none like with this stadia but supposedly you can still use whatever controller that you currently have um yeah but i mean that could make or break the whole thing with everything being cloud-based that and people's internet mm-hmm. and everything too, which we've already discussed. Well, and I, you know, controllers are so funny too because, like, I'm an Xbox guy, so I like an Xbox controller. I tried to get the Steam controller, I bought it, okay, mm-hmm. but the design of it absolutely broke my brain. Yeah, Have you're you just used to what you used to. I'm the same way because well, I've been playing PlayStation for so long that you sit me in front of a, a Microsoft or Xbox controller, and since nobody can agree where X is, yeah, I I'm totally yeah. lost half the time, constantly having to look at the controller. Uh, to see where I need to hit it. Yeah, this one had a trackpad. It had a trackpad with motion sensors. So, like, when you moved around, you could feel it with your mm-hmm. thumb. It was really cool. But it was it was where the buttons go. And so it just it broke my brain. <laughs> Which I is probably, I don't think they sell it anymore, do they? <laughs> and and, the, and I don't know. And the hardest part about it was, the, the real stickler for me, was it has a dongle. But it had nowhere on the controller to support the dongle. Do so you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, even a mouse... I can put the dongle in yeah. the mouse. You know what I'm saying? You unplug it from the mouse, you put it in. This one had none of that. I actually had to Velcro it to the damn thing, and it kept getting lost. That's so not I was good. Like, Trash it. No. Wow. Now, yeah. while we're on the subject of Microsoft, there were new leaks, obviously, since we've been talking about that. So many damn leaks. Uh, there's a new Ninja Theory game coming out, Bleeding Edge. Uh, there was even leaks that a new Saints Row game will be seen on Microsoft yeah. stage. Uh, another thing that I actually read this morning or late last night, I can't remember, but that uh, From Software, George R.R. R. Martin game, Yeah, I guess it got leaked too, but it was not what people were assuming it was, and I can't remember the name of it right off the top of my head, but that's apparently going to be there. Okay. Um, Is that like The Sims where you're George R.R. R. Martin and you go to the fridge and you get a hot dog <laughs> and then you go to your typewriter and type, 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 and then you go to your mailbox and collect a million dollars and... <laughs> Or, or and then you know, yeah, the rest of the series up to chance, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's apparently something that he he's been collaborating with. I don't even know. Yeah, what I remember kind of us talking about it a few podcasts yeah. ago, maybe. Um, yeah, I'll, I mean, sure, I'll be interested to see what it is. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess a question I want to kind of throw out there to you guys: Is there anything that you've heard about, uh, for, or anything that maybe you're speculating from a company that you would like to see? 
or is it just kind of like have already heard it through leaks or anything like that? Like anything that you haven't heard already or kind of maybe anticipating? I feel like I'd like to go into it blind. I like that it's like our gamers Christmas, or at least it used to be. I mean, we'll see how it, mm-hmm. how it's shaping up now that everyone's wanting to do like their own thing. Um, I mean, one interesting rumor that I heard that I would, if it's true, I'd be curious to see how well it gets implemented. I don't know if you heard with like Watch Dogs, uh, whatever, uh, three. Legion. Legion, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so supposedly like you can choose NPCs randomly to play as. And that yeah. the game mm-hmm. will somehow randomly generate some sort of backstory for you as you're doing that. I, I mean, I hope that, and I'm sure there has to be, right, like a main protagonist that you would play. But that seems interesting to me. And I, if it works and if it's true, kind of cool. I mean, you know? with the name like, like Legion... I feel like there's they're definitely leaning into that, and I, w- it I would does like to see how change that would up the formula. Work. Yeah, it's a great concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, you're probably not going to get a fully fleshed out backstory, but the fact that I guess it's going to have enough in it that the AI can spit you something out um, for your, I guess, own role playing purposes or immersion. Um, that sounded kind of cool. Yeah. I wonder if they're letting the AI write that or if some poor bastard had to sit there and write backstories for every single NPC. Oh, God. That would just. I don't know. I kind of hope so because then that means someone got paid. Well, agreed. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. You know, writers getting work. Well, and and plus, you know, you could throw in a lot of stuff because if you're submitting story lines for 25 characters is your manager reading all of them (laughs) what what, what do they sneak in something we find six months from now like did you guys read this one you know like i love watching those videos of like did you ever remember seeing this in the game or you know someone left the code in but just built a wall around it because you weren't supposed to ever see it and then some somebody figured Mm -hmm. out how to break through that code you know um so yeah i thought that was an interesting concept and um Hopefully, if that is, in fact, what they're doing, I hope it works well, because I think that would be a cool feature that we've not seen yet before. I want to know how Um, you pitch a game to these software companies, because there's a lot of games out there, and I've got one that's way better. I'm just too lazy to program it myself. I feel like you've just got to, like, get enough crowdfunding and people behind it before the game companies, oh, okay. Because, like, I've talked to developers that apparently have gone to publishers, and they're like, yeah, no. And then they go crowdfund and, like, kill it. And then they come back like, oh, I guess, you know, now that you're doing it, and they're like, screw you. You know? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. I've got to take care of it. I tried to give you the idea first. Um, So, yeah. It's either got to be an amazing idea or something very, very basic that you supposedly are putting a unique spin on on a genre that they already know works. Yeah. Now, there's there's one rumor that I read that kind of caught my eye, but then the more I kind of dug into it, I was like, now nah, I'm not so sure. I'm kind of excited for it, but my opinion could change if it does actually be announced or if it's true at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, there There's a rumor out there suggesting that a Godzilla versus Kong fighting game is going to be announced on Sunday, which will be yesterday for anyone okay. listening. Uh, but it would be a 2D fighter. And that's where I was kind of like, eh. However, that said... Everybody's retro. Yeah. That said, the developer said to be behind this game is Arc System Works, and they actually have a very solid track record with fighting games, with one of their most recent releases being the Dragon Ball Fighter Z game. And 
If you go through their fighting games that they've done, all of them really have some high critic marks. So mm-hmm. maybe I'll reserve my judgment, but it's, again, it's at 3D. You want to see them in the 3D action and going to town on each other. And I don't know. So we'll see. I don't even know if that's true. It's, it's rumors at this point, rumors and leaks. Yeah. But yeah, I don't really. I can't say that I'm there's anything I'm I'm looking forward to or excited about because I don't even know if Sony's going to be doing a state of play like they said they were going to be doing. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Nintendo's got something up their sleeve, but I just I don't have the excitement for it. I guess that's what I wanted to touch on more than anything is like what what are we coming here for anymore? Because if everything's going to be leaked ahead of time, then I know. What's I the know. point? They come for the What's merch. What's the point of the show? They, they come for the merch. That's why they're there. Uh, so mm-hmm. let me ask this: Has the MCU been asleep at the wheel, or am I just missing all these uh, Marvel titles and games? Are they are they there, and I just don't know about them? They they I think they're starting to build their own little universe. That's the speculation right now because Sony did uh, Spider Man back in September. And yeah. there's more speculation coming about about this Avengers title that's coming from Square Enix that is somehow going to be part of this larger world. However, if you take a look at it, you're talking about two companies with the same IP, I mean, as far as like Marvel's concerned, but two separate companies. Video game companies normally don't <laughs> work together most yeah. of the time. So, I don't know if that's true. I think it's a hope people have, but I don't think, I don't see it being valid until they say it's true. So, no, you don't think they're going to say anything about it in this convention? I don't think so. Unless unless they really want to save it for the end and just, you know, really drive it home. But there's going to have to be a lot because nobody else is going to get to play Spider-Man Unless you have a, a PlayStation. This Avengers game is meant for everybody as far as I know. It's going to be on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. And maybe I doubt the Switch, but you never know. Well, the success they're but, having in the movies, I mean, you, you just you could they could put out a steamy turd and people would still buy it. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it happens. You've seen all their mobile games and stuff they're putting out right now. And it's just the same. They're just slapping Marvel's label on it and their characters and be like, there's another one. There's another one. He's like, yeah, I don't want to play that. Well, that's what Star Wars did for years. You know, basically they took a game and they just, you know, reskinned it. That's Disney for you. Getting that money. Yeah. So, I don't know. I want to be excited for E3, but right now I'm just kind of, I mean, next week I may be singing a different tune. I may be going like, oh my God, you know, guys, did you see that? Did you see that? Oh, that was so exciting. But something tells me I'm not going to be overly excited, but. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. That's all I can say. Like I said, all I can with say 14 is... new titles, supposedly, that Microsoft's going to... I mean, two hours they have. Mm. Two hours. But, hey, they have no one to compete with. <laughs> so they're getting all that time. Well, I mean, PlayStation pulled out. Nintendo pulled out. Like, um, for good? They're just not Yeah, doing... they're, they're just not doing E3 anymore. They're going to do their own convention or or streaming thing oh, wow. for their own announcements and stuff now. 
I guess, uh, with them opening it up to the public. Because, I mean, E3 used to be just like, you know, the industry professionals would come and get their hands and first look at these things. And then it would happen to be either televised or, you know, we would just see it later on. Um, So now, probably in the day and age of streaming, where everyone's getting to watch everything in real time anyway, um, they probably just thought there was more value in it for them to just start doing their own thing as opposed to um, needing E3 as their platform. Yeah, I mean, Disney did the same thing with with their Disney Celebration stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I've got nothing else to add to the E3 conversation, so... uh, Yeah. I'm done with the show if you guys uh, don't have anything else to add. I think we covered the rumors that uh, I had heard about at least thus far, and um, I would have to say I I like Ninja Theory. I guess I was a little disappointed that it would be like a 4v4 thing, because you know how I feel about multiplayer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. but because man alive, they did such a great job on um, Hellblade yeah. that I was excited to hear about a new new one from that. But again, it's still a rumor. Who knows? It could be something completely different. But sure. But yeah, we'll just have to wait and see if any of this comes to fruition or or if they just like to distract. Yeah. 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 Well, well, I'd like to say thank you for having me on the show, guys. This has really been awesome. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You've been a great conversationalist. I'm sure we could have uh, stretched it out more if we wanted to. <laughs> really hit on those topics. But to everyone, that is our show. Thank you all for listening out there in Radio Land. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. You can find us on Instagram to view our weekly icon art. And you can shoot us an email at supermegacrash at gmail.com if you so prefer, and we'll read it on the show if you want. You can also support the show by pressing a like button, leaving reviews on your preferred platform, and you can even go to patreon.com slash pencilpaperproductions. And should you want to share the love, tell your friends to find us on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network found on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and even youtube.com slash pencilpaperproductions. Thank you so much for listening. I am Stephen White. I'm Lacey O'Finley. I am Jehovah. Tell everyone where they can find you on the interwebs. Uh, so it's basically, so if you don't know, Jehovah is not spelled the uh, Hebrew way. I spell it like a dude's name, J-O-E-H-O-V-A. And you can uh, put that in all caps and find me on the Google. Uh, basically, that is my name on YouTube. I don't have a custom URL yet because I'm only at 70-something subscribers. So trying to get that over 100 so I can get a custom URL. But it, basically, yeah. if you put in Jehovah spelled that way, you're going to find me on any platform, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, or elsewhere. And there will be uh, links in the descriptions down below. If you guys just want to click on those links, they'll take you right to them. But anyway, join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.